to our podcast. Today we will be discussing the theme, The Power of Words, we depicted from the novel The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. We will be scrutinizing how the power of words falls into society today and how it impacted history. Starting off, Adeline Musson will be analyzing the theme through the novel by examining the text. Luke Simmons will be taking a look at Saturday Night Live clips and comparing fictional references of popular culture to our theme. And finally, I, Gracie Henningsen, will be analyzing raw rhetorics of Donald Trump and Adolf Hitler as they both influenced the power of words in our history. So without further ado, let's explore and analyze the power of words in Marcus Suzak's The Book Thief. The theme, the power of words, was used very deeply in the book thief. Words were used to control a group of people, which were the Nazis, Jews, and everyone living in Germany during World War II and the Holocaust. Not only the actions, but the words of Hitler and the book thief allowed him to be so powerful. His book, Mein Kampf, continues to represent his words throughout the story. On page 217 in the novel, Liesel asks Max if Mein Kampf is a good book. He responds, it's the best book ever, it saved my life. Max is a Jewish man and for him to say that the Nazi leader has written the best book ever would seem strange without any context. This could be taken two different ways. With only knowing that Max is a Jew, someone may think that when this was said, it showed how Max was just saying what he needed to say to sound more like a Nazi because it's what he needed to do to survive. I think that the words from Max symbolize how Hitler's book about his struggle helped Max through his own. The words of Hitler, ironically enough, seem to help Max get from hiding from the Nazis on his own to the Hoovermans who helped him hide. Later, something even larger is shown. Max writes his own stories, The Word Shaker and The Standover Man. These books are very powerful in their own ways. The Word Shaker begins with him describing how Hitler came to power with his ideas and actions which all started with his words. His words led to the foundation of the Nazi program, representing how words can be used for good and evil. He also wrote this book for Liesel to tell her how her words have helped him immensely. He wrote that her words gave him the strength and the ability to cut down forests of hate. The standover man is powerful for Max because of the act of him physically destroying Mein Kampf to write his own story shows his breakaway from the power of Hitler. He erases his, wor- his words and writes his own, creating a beautiful story about a man who decides that he wants to rule the world. This man represents Hitler in the story. A girl who resembles Liesel is described as a word shaker, and she climbs up a tree and stays in it while the fewer tries to cut it down. Days pass and nobody can get the tree to fall. A new man who resembles Max in the story comes into town, and many of the townsfolk laugh at him and tell him that he won't be able to chop down the tree. Instead, he climbs the tree and stays with the girl for days. As soon as they leave the tree, it falls. The man and the girl display the power of Max and Liesel's words, as they were all that was holding the tree up while it received so many attempts to be knocked down. Max writes at the end of the story, The best standover man I've ever known was not a man at all, which carries so much depth. I was browsing the website Goodreads and came across this person who said that Max painting over Mein Kampf in the color white stood out to her. She mentioned that the color white was also the first color introduced at the beginning of the novel, which represented Liesel's brother's death. She believes that this is symbolic of Max taking the place of her brother emotionally. 
I think this is good to point out because as her relationship with Max grows, her nightmares are mentioned less and less. Adolf and Max are not the only people who show the power of words. Liesl's story shows the power of words in a different way. Liesl continues to survive because of her strength. Her strength is symbolized by the books and the words she reads. Her character growth is shown as she continues to improve her reading skills. Liesl starts out incredibly weak at the beginning of the book, having nightmares every night, being afraid of being herself or speaking up, struggling to read, and only finding comfort in her papa. As her literacy improves, so does her development. She becomes more independent. She starts doing her mother's job and she begins finding comfort in things besides her papa, such as Max, books, the mayor's wife, and her best friend, Rudy. She finds herself so fearless as to steal books, steal food, and even to help hide and befriend a Jewish man. One of the most important events that relates to the power of words occurs at the end of the book. Liesl tears up a book in the mayor's library because she decides that she hates words. Liesl says, Without them, there wouldn't be any of this. Without words, the Fuhrer was nothing. There would be no limping prisoners, no need for consolation or worldly tricks to make us feel better. This really wraps up the theme quite well because it relates to the overall story itself showing how even Liesl would agree with our theme. All three of these people, Max, Adolf, and Liesl, represent the power of words by showing how words are what give people the strength to grow, whether their growth is beneficial for them or taken advantage of. Over the past few years, I've seen many Saturday Night Live clips all over the internet with Donald Trump. Of course, it's Saturday Night Live. They're not there to build up the president's name, but every one of their sketches paint Trump as a completely incompetent man who has no idea how to be a president. I think sometimes people forget that Donald Trump didn't become president by accident. He led a convincing enough campaign to win the election 306 electoral votes to Hillary Clinton's 232. Donald Trump came into office purely by the power of the words he spoke. Many citizens of the United States were tired of politicians, which is why they were so drawn, drawn to Donald Trump. He spoke to them not as a politician, but as a citizen of the United States who speaks his mind. He was unique. He had a charisma that not many politicians had. He appealed directly to the Americans' passion for their country and their freedom. Donald Trump was just a man who, as terrible as it sounds, just wanted to make America great again. He vowed to fight for term limits, fewer dealings with other countries, and to get us out of debt. By trying to sever America from China, Trump was fighting for America's freedom, and the people liked that. His blunt but appealing views led to a strong campaign and presidency. Even after he lost the election in 2020, supporters were rioting and filing all kinds of lawsuits. The same goes for Hitler. Now, I'm not trying to compare Donald Trump to one of the most sick and twisted minds in history. I'm just stressing the sheer power of their influence. Hitler amassed the support of over 90% of Germany and many of their surrounding territories. In The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak, Liesl's foster father, Hans, first refused to join the Nazi party. Because of the propaganda that Hitler implanted in the German citizens' brains, Hans became an outsider. He was practically the enemy. Even when he tried to join later, he was considered a wannabe. Donald Trump had the same kind of influence. 
He didn't have the immense 90% that Hitler did. But even after election, you still see supporters, Trump signs, news articles, and more. All it takes is a convincing argument or an attractive viewpoint, and one can amass an army of allies. allies. Hitler convinced the entire country that the Jewish population was was full of terrible people who wanted to steal their jobs and money. This was a relatively easy story to sell because everyone wants to have more money. People joined the Nazi party in droves because of the way he spoke to them. We see in the book thief marches to promote their cause, ritual book burnings, and the imprisonment of Jews. This was all because of Hitler's charisma and smart mouth. Another sketch humorously portrays what travel to the United States would look like had Donald Trump succeeded in his Muslim ban. It shows people traveling to the United States, but Muslims are being asked all kinds of terrible questions and being turned away. Most importantly, it shows a reality where Trump succeeded in banning an entire race from America. Trump built this plan to ban Muslims by building on the people's association with Muslims and terrorism. Given more time and persuasion, Trump could have easily put our country in the same boat as Germany. This sketch showed a scene where people were coming into the country. The camera would zoom in on, on their faces, and if the person was a Muslim, their face would be covered in a red X, and it was, and it was implied that they would be turned away. Everyone was allowed into the country but them. Of course, it was all fictional, but it was highlight, highlighting a dangerous reality close to the 1940s Germany. Unlike Hitler, Donald Trump is often seen as an incompetent man who has no skill in the political world. However, both men have a very powerful word for words. Our world today revolves around words, whether it is social media, politics, or drama. Current events relating to politics have a common theme with the novel we are analyzing. The power of words has such an influence on this novel, it makes us question how teens today would interact with one such as Hitler. Hitler was a man who killed and made Jews suffer due to their different bloodline. In The Book Thief, many times you encounter a collection of Jews being pushed down Munich Street. The first time Liesel and Rudy come across a gathering of Jews is on page 389. The Jews were described as a catalog of colors. This simile was used because, as Seth said, for many of them would die. When death collects a soul, he discovers them as colors, for many of them were associated with the colors from death's point of view. Many Jews suffered from being persecuted along with having to live their lives as a secret. All of this happened because of words. When inspecting an article from Anne Frank's house, I noticed that Hitler was one to think through anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is hostility towards Jews. This all started towards the Middle Ages when Christianity was mainly practiced. Jews were often treated differently for having their own religion and were persecuted. Even those who did convert to Christianity were still treated hostile due to their different bloodline. Hitler was introduced to anti-Semitism, which he described in Mein Kampf as a long personal struggle. Hitler was introduced to anti-Semitism at an early age and learned to despise Jews. An event that influenced his hatred for Jews was a traumatic poison gas attack in World War I. After this event, anti-Semitism was one to be spread through words and history by Hitler. 
Hitler used his knowledge of anti-Semitism to spread throughout his crowds and form prejudice against Jews throughout nations. If those in society today read the book Thief, they would get a better look at the grim history of the early 1940s as anti-Semitism was widely manipulated. Notice that Hitler did not use weapons or money to influence Germans, but only his words. His words were his weapons. Eventually, the German language became so uniform that there was no room for personality or imagination. The Germans were to be deprived of their own strength or freedom. If those in society today were educated on the subject, many lives could be saved and more mindfulness accounted for. An example of this is politics today. Our president, Donald Trump's speeches, sometimes lead to riots and chaos. According to George Packer, a novel he read about a Jew surviving the Nazi reign was once compared to Donald Trump's influence on a crowd. Trump's rhetoric describe an influence on a lady who shouted, shoot them, after the El Paso killings. Another described raw rhetoric from Trump said to have incited a crowd to chant, send her back to a Muslim woman to be sent back to her place of birth. From recent events, the Capitol building was mobbed. From Dime.com, it states, those 24 hours provided what will be the defining images of Trump's disruptive presidency. Mobs assaulting police and breaking windows to storm the halls of Congress, protesters taking selfies on the Senate floor, blood smeared on marble statues, and police barricading the door to the House chamber with guns drawn. Trump's raw rhetoric influenced this antagonistic event and later questioned his authority of social media and received many resignations. All of this occurred from Trump's rhetoric. Of course, he did not intend for all this violence to occur, including people being killed, but did influence the idea of going to the Capitol building. This prime example provides evidence on how words can be taken to a whole different level. Overall, Trump and Hitler remain in comparison as their raw rhetorics influence history. As a group, Luke, Gracie, and myself have decided that the theme, The Power of Words, is not only present and prominent in The Book Thief, but also in other fictional media and pop culture today. I, Adeline, analyzed the theme directly in the novel with quotes and details. Gracie related our theme to politics today, and Luke was even able to relate it to a modern fictional scenario in a video clip. We thoroughly believe that the power of words was the biggest takeaway from the book Thief, and we were able to prove it and relate it to topics today. Thank you for listening to our podcast today, and please carry this message with you. Your words are powerful enough to hold up trees, even while people swing away at you. Please use them for good. This episode was made possible by Marcus Susak's novel, The Book Thief, as well as some other publishers. We just want to give a quick thanks to Goodreads, Teen Life, Anne Frank House, Saturday Night Live, Time.com, and The Atlantic for supplying us with the necessary information to get this episode going. Last but not least, we want to thank Anchor. Anchor is a really great platform for recording and producing podcasts. It's simple and easy to navigate, so I'd encourage you to check it out if you're interested in podcasting. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you continue to be more conscious of the power your words can hold.